Boop. War Podcast, episode 47, go. Hello. It's been a long time since I've done this. Um, Hi, Dan. Hi, Mason. Hi, Alex. Hi, Mason. Hi, Dylan. Hi, Mason. What's going on, guys? Guys, when was the last time we had Dan on this podcast? It was like two, three weeks ago. Me? Well, two, In 2001. Two weeks ago, it was just all of us because we skipped a week. We so, didn't, we didn't skip a week. Didn't we skip a week? No weeks were skipped. I made sure of it. Yeah. Alex. Max. Oh, well. We skipped recording a week. You uh, you filled the gap and uploaded yeah. something cool that I haven't listened to yet. <laughs> but I know it's cool. <laughs> I know it's cool because Dylan made it. Boom. Hear that, guys? Uh, boom. I'm, I'm boom. cool. Goes the dynamite. What you guys been doing? Video games. Uh, Man, you know. just rousing energy <laughs> yeah. today. What's going on? I'm tired. Lazy Sunday. What the fuck? I bet real, you're tired. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, hey, if, if you want to jump right I into heard it, Alex, come in at 4 a.m. I came morning. in at 4 a.m. Good I, Christ, I, man. Yeah. yeah. If you want to jump right into it, we can jump right into the only game I've been playing. Which the only is game Poke- that matters. Which is Pokemon Go. Uh, we Should we just hit the ground running and just go we right for just, it? We sure, just, why not? We could just jump right into it. I've got some strong thoughts Pokemon. on this, and I'm sure you do too. Oh, I've got All right, I've got Dan, Dan you start then. Okay. So. Well, wait, let's set the stage. Pokemon Go is the GPS layer game. That eat your phone battery as you walk around is a lesser version of Ingress. Okay, now you can go into okay. it. To be fair, I was playing Tap My Katamari this week too, and that was eating my phone way faster than so, Pokemon Go was. Here's here's where I want to jump right in on this: is that regardless of everything you just said is correct, Mason. But I wasn't. I was making a joke. I don't. No, I don't, no, no, no. But for all of its flaws, of which there are many, I cannot think of a a game or game related thing to come out this white hot in my lifetime where to let me paint a picture for you of yesterday um i went to culver city i had some time to kill and i haven't really had a chance to actually go out and play pokemon go i've only kind of been playing it uh ancillarily as as i do things in my life and so yesterday I actually had some time to kill where I was like, I'm actually going to go play. I'm going to go walk around and find Pokemon because I'm a grown ass man. And so <laughs> and I have the freedom to do things. <laughs> and so I decided to go to Culver City, downtown Culver City, which to paint for those of you guys um, who More have pictures. been to L.A. So many pictures. Uh, They're so beautiful. So many paintings. Los today. Angeles County is huge. Um, and within the city of Los Angeles, you actually have these independent cities. So, so technically Culver city is part of, or, or most people consider Culver city to be part of LA. If you live in Culver city, you're like, I live in LA. Um, but it's actually its own independent city within. So it's got its own, you know, town hall or city hall, fire department, all that kind of stuff. That's President, separate. Yeah. Is there, standing is there a, um, but is because there a of Culver that, city Pope dinosaurs? Yeah. <laughs> yes. But because of that, yeah, you, you've got, um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. You got a lot of landmarks that that are found in in Pokemon, um, and so I'm like, I'm just I'm gonna go over there, go walk around. Well, there were, I kid you not, about 45 people just sitting in front of the firehouse playing Pokemon, and, and so I'm I'm thinking to myself, this is like 
I first get there, I'm like, holy shit, that's a lot of people. And then I start looking around and there's all these Pokestops that have lures on them that these businesses, because it's this downtown area that's all restaurants you can walk around. All of these businesses are just keeping them pumping 24-7. There's one place I walked by this restaurant. It had a chalkboard outside that said 10% off for all Pokemon Go players above level 5. I mean, it is, it is something that has woven itself into the fabric of our society you can't, so you can't quickly. can't play at a gym... You can't shop here. Get right? the fuck out. Level five or above. <laughs> and so it, it, it's one of these, it was one of these moments where I'm walking around, I'm looking around, and I'm like, oh my God, this is actually affecting society. And and it, it just, it, it, it boggles the mind to think that something so, at, at, like I said when we started talking about this, something so clearly flawed, uh, yet it does hit the right notes in certain spots. Um is is making that kind of an impact so it was it was it's cool and almost scary to see at the same time but that that was my experience yesterday uh, and i thought it was a really interesting observation so well what i think the game does and i kind of touched on it a little bit when i was talking to nick and joe from instant replay live last week was how it kind of it, it it's it's the part that pokemon is actually about that's very mechanical in the regular games, in the handheld games, but in this, it's much more, it's natural because like the point of the games or the point of like that universe is about catching these creatures, and like you catch creatures in the game, but it's it's leveraged for something else. Whereas here, you're actually walking through nature, you're going outside, and you're engaging with the catching of these Pokemon, which is like directly what the show's about directly what this kind of the entire universe is about and it, it just the way they do that and the way they make you f- or at least for me the way it impresses upon me the actual feeling of going out in the world and catching pokemon and pokemon being location based makes it feel like a more natural pokemon simulator than yeah the games I, were i agree entirely and i, I think one that. of the big things there is that feeling of of wonder and excitement when you do find something that you feel is rare or that you haven't come across and you do you you do feel like you found it like if you were walking around with uh, you know a d-pad and buttons on a screen it's not you don't necessarily have that same feeling of discovery whereas if you are looking around and you see the world around you and all of a sudden there is something like when I found that aerodactyl yesterday I was like holy shit that that's cool yeah. I, there's something also, exciting about fucking that. what the fuck uh yeah <laughs> yeah also fucking what the fuck uh um, god damn it dude but i have talked to so many strangers because of pokemon go and this isn't a here get my van i have candy kind of thing it's walking <laughs> by like uh pittsburgh landmarks and seeing people bury their phones and just being like yo pokemon go yeah pokemon go like are you catching anything what's around here like, also i got this mixtape yeah you listen <laughs> my band's playing friday yo, night here are my digits Want to get married? Like, Pokemon. <laughs> no, so Alex, just, Alex got yeah. married yesterday. Welcome. Do you yeah. want to be the Clefable to my Gengar? Let's go. <laughs> um, it, it's just, it's really weird to see this, like, you know, it sounds cliche, but break down social barriers between complete strangers. Yeah. I mean, I was in the park and I had the same experience that you had, Dan. Like, every workday, there's at least 30 to 40 people around lunchtime um, just outside playing Pokemon Go. Yeah. And they're all like, you know, 20-something, so we obviously have this 
you know, nostalgic attachment to Pokemon. But other than a VCU. Yeah. But I mean, these are people, these aren't students. Oh, but I you mean, see it. Half, you, half of same, them are students. But. Yeah. And the same applies to, to where I work, um, Dylan, at, at lunchtime, if you go out, because uh, it's this whole strip just of either it's apartments and a bunch of like tech and advertising startups. So yeah. um, it's the same. It's the same thing with us. You go out at lunch. Everyone's doing that. We have three Pokestops in our fenced in complex like nice. that you can't get to from the public um one of them is the tmz <laughs> mural <laughs> um so like tmz's building has its own poker stuff it's all it's all grimers it's all grimers and mucks around tmz here's a here's a cool one i have a buddy who works for the government and he was at the pentagon recently he said the courtyard of the pentagon is a gym and it's guarded by a giant snorlax <laughs> that's yeah, awesome that's, that'd be representative of federal government that's awesome <laughs> What? <laughs> what? Slow. Big what? sleepy monster. <laughs> Big sleepy monster, yeah. Big fat bloated. And <laughs> Doesn't really do much. Just gets a change. Considering how blue we skew, I would say that <laughs> we are responsible for the yeah. Snorlax that is federal government. Come on. It was our fault for a while. It's not our fault just, anymore. It is still is. <laughs> government. That's, fi- that's fair. Okay, so anyway, I'll step out. Um... But uh, but yeah, so for sure, Dylan. I think that's having that experience of looking around and 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 they're like what you were talking to, Alex. Just seeing how many people are doing this, and it's not, you know, hey, let's be honest. We're all fairly geeky people who have geeky interests, and no, let's be honest. Let's be, no. let's be honest. Alex is an intervention, <laughs> and so, you're a geeky person with geeky right. interests, and so I like so sometimes you feel like a fringe of beer. society. But to have to to see how many people are involved in this geeky interest that is taking over the world, um, I don't know. It, oh, my, it's cool. Yeah, my mom um went to uh California for the week, and she's in uh like Sacramento right now, and she's gonna go to San Francisco later. And um, man, I'm just gonna be so curious <laughs> to what her experience is gonna be like during you know a week or so after Pokemon Go releases over there, and just see. You know, the throngs of people are just going to be staring at their phones. Oh, it's crazy. So, like, so so L.A. is the second largest city in the country, right? There are lots and lots and lots of people. And it doesn't matter where you go, there are lots of people. But if, if you do choose to go to one of the places that has an even <laughs> larger abundance of people, so, you know, the promenade in Santa Monica or the pier or you go down to Venice Beach. So I last weekend I, I, I rode my bike over to Venice Beach, which is like two miles from mile and a half from my apartment. And uh, slow down, Lance Armstrong. I know, and it was just. <laughs> oh come on! It was, oh, no, dude, I, that came off. I went. Wrong. I was not. Hey, was I not went for an eight, dick joke. But. I went for an eight-mile bike ride, but but I went to Venice Beach first. <laughs> um, now I feel bad. Sorry, Dan. No, it's okay. But uh, um, but my point was when I got there, and normally there are all these people walking around anyway. You saw people that clearly were pl- like, it's not just that they were walking around, like looking at their phone occasionally. They were walking around just staring at their phones, which I will say I, there is a part of me that feels like we really didn't need another thing in our life to keep us more invested in our phones. Um, I will. I will yeah, say that. Fair. Uh, that's that's kind of where I yeah. fall on it. Yeah. But that being said, I do think there's something impressive, whether we like it or not. It's there's something impressive to look at. It's not just impressive, Dan. It's it's fucking. I mean, 
it's not okay. It's game, I might it's put game it changing. Catastrophic. 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 Mason's from Illinois all of a sudden. Well, I guess you've been <laughs> yeah. li- living in Western oh, yeah. Pennsylvania. That's kind of you know, no. Yeah, no. we've been catching these Pokemon's yeah. the other day. I did not. <laughs> this, is oh, no. this is how we're starting. This is how we're starting. Saying, um, what did he say? No, I'm, I'm kidding. He didn't actually no, say that. It's, it's, it's fu- like, I went to a meeting with one of our clients this week where we were going in supposed to be talking about VR and all they want to talk about was Pokemon Go. And this is a major, like, this is a big company. And like, all it's, it's not just like, it's not this geeky nerdy thing. This is fucking, this is popular, like, this is, this is reality TV. This is, this yeah. is what's in the main, this is mainstream oh, yeah. as fuck. Like, I, it's not, it's not my, like, niche that I protected as some, like, lo- like nerd in high school. Like, this is, this is mainstream shit, and it's gonna keep happening, and people are gonna learn the wrong lessons from it and try to make Pokemon Go so- for... Dippin' Dots and Pokemon yeah. Go so before, for fucking Hanes. Stop with Dippin' Dots, stop. Get your ice cream astronaut. Like, so bef- it, yeah. be- before we started recording today, like two minutes before we started, I got an email from Grubhub that says, pick up a rare catch. And it says, get Pokey to go. Everyone's got Poka on the mind. It's for, for, for Poka Bowls, like the Japanese dish. Um, yeah. But it's just like, I mean, it's it's everything. And I've got... Dude, well, I, yo, Yelp now has a filter that says Pokestop nearby. Oh, Yelp. yeah. Which, don't get me wrong. Like, when I was in Richmond last... Because I went to Richmond last last weekend. Yeah. Weekend before, I think. Yeah. Or is it last no, weekend? No, it was last weekend. Okay. Like, it was really cool. Like, one night we went out um, to get dinner, and everyone's walking around playing this game. And I kind of like like the thing, <laughs> the experience you had, Dan. Like, it's, it's, it's impressive. Like, it's... You know, and it, it it's not it's not for me. Like you know, that's that's where I fall on it. But like, I can't not be blown away by how much it just galvanized a population of smart. Like, yeah, this is the thing. Like, this is, and this is a thing that like, when we're older, we're gonna be like, do you remember when Pokemon Go came out and fucking like, yeah, the time and was that's, Pokemon. that's when we sold our souls so to was big ta- data. I was, like, I was oh. there for the Poke <laughs> Wars. I was talking about it at work the day that it got released. Um, I said, I was like, guys, this is going to be a moment that we look back on as as a pivotal turning point. And that was before I even saw like it because it hadn't been rolled out fully. That was before I even saw how big of a deal it was going to be. Um, and I had no idea how big of a deal it would be. Um, but they it, didn't know it was going to. No, be yeah. uh, well, and that's obvious by how well, with the server by, infrastructure. By, yeah. And the fact that the game feels uh, half finished. Like, it's not. It's not mechanically satisfying. No, and, not and in any the, way. The, I would. I as like, as as someone that like, I like to think that I appreciate really well done game design and like just in like a, a like objective mechanical sense, the game is not interesting. I think that the map layer is impressive, and I think that that part's really cool. But the way that you essentially level up to access more monsters, and there's a there's an ingrained feedback loop that's not actually based on location, but based on your time it's a time in time out thing that really turns me off um to the mechanics of the game but regardless the just the fever around it like it doesn't matter if it's a good or bad game at this point they did it first which is something that don just talks about and like they didn't just do it for like they did it right enough Mm -hmm. yeah that's all that matters like in any game designer that's like you don't have to make a good game 
you don't have to make a good product. You just have to make a good enough product, and you have to be first. Yep. Because that's so important. Yep. And it's like, and, and, you know, in Ingress was very much their practice round to get all of this technology and everything down packed. But I think, okay, so I was thinking about this this week. Ingress, it got this little cult population, right? But Ingress came out in a time, Ingress came out in what year? Um, 2000... 13 or 14. Right, it was the smartphone like penetration was huge, but yeah. I don't know if. And I know gaming has always big on smart been big on smartphones, but was Ingress before or after Clash of Clans? It was before, I think. Right, like I feel like there's now a population of people that are conditioned to playing game in Minecraft on mobile, like conditioned to gaming on their phones, that. It's like the perfect storm hit, and that this is them striking. Like this is them, like really, uh, I, galvanizing this population. I would also argue that this is some a case of where brand equity comes into play. The Pokemon oh, brand absolutely. is so insanely Dude, strong, and the, the and, people who grew up with Pokemon right. are the ones who now have the, the the group with the most cell phones and the most propensity to get addicted right. to to things like. Well, and what's well, what's crazy yeah, about it is it's really just technology meeting the 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 um concept the concept's been around for 20 years it's the it's the inherently yeah. gr- ingrained concept of the, the ip is that this is what you do with it it's just now we have technology that allows it to to feel that way so this is this is 20 years in the making i mean this is um well, and it's it's fantasy realization like we all wanted yeah. to yes. go and become pokemon trainers and like now you can do it in a really stripped down poorly executed manner uh <laughs> uh Womp, womp. It's not, it's not, guys, I, I think that, like I said, I think it's fascinating. I just, I can't get over the, the grinding up Pokemon to make my Pokemon stronger. Yeah. I yeah, stopped playing for three days and got completely outclassed in every gym. Dude, I can't even go to gyms now. Like, well, and exactly. Yeah. I can't lift weights anymore. I can't run the <laughs> yeah. treadmill. I just can't do I it. Chop off all my all arms guys and legs. Big Pokemon was... just push me down, take my lunch money. It's terrible. And, I think Dylan's right. Like it does do this kind of poetic stripping down of elements of Pokemon. I don't think it does the whole thing justice, but I think it does this capture loop in a way that's kind of satisfying. But I never got the sensation that like I was one thing I love about Pokemon is like I'm building up my team. It's the same yeah. thing like in JRPGs. Like you build up this team that you make a connection to and la 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 and you name them, you know, Dick Butt and Mr. Rogers. My my coworker, and... my coworker Kenny captured a Magnemite the other day and named it Steely Dan. <laughs> Pretty good. Like, like <laughs> that's the, the, good. and that's fun. And then like you get stoked when Steely Dan takes down the Elite Four, and you're like, yeah, fuck you, Elite Four. <laughs> so, but I had a thing. So, regardless of the mechanics, like if even if this game was what I what I what I think it could have like, and what it will probably become eventually is like this this knockout mechanically sound thing. I had a problem with with Pokemon. I had I had on Monday of this game this week running Mason and I, I what is it? Did that go like buzzy for anyone else? Yeah, it yes. went it went a little haywire for me. Mason, talk no, against well, it. Yeah, am I still good? Yeah, check your audition to see if it's going haywire. Wait, is it still bad? Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's still really staticky. Oh. All right, well here, pause the show. Technical difficulties. And terrible timing as Mason was making. I, I was a, I was waiting on bad breath to hear what that thought was. Okay, I'll keep you're mine still, running. Yeah, mine's Sam still running. running. Mason, you're still pretty uh, 
warbly. Uh, now you're muted. My... Yeah. Yeah. Gotta catch him. Uh... Gotta catch him. Oh. So I, I started watching this show last night. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yes. I start. I um. I was watching. I was on Amazon Prime with my buddy today, and we found Pokemon Origins, which I'd never even heard of before. It's a, oh yeah, it's an anime version of Pokemon Red and Leaf Green. Um, nice. It's it's kind of cool. The dialogue is terrible, but I was like, oh my god, I played that game. Like the the show opens with like start new game. Nice. Like, mm-hmm. it's cool. Yeah, I've yeah, seen a actually, little bit. Of it. I seriously considered going out today and getting a uh, 2ds just so I could download. Red I just, or, yeah, or yeah, I just downloaded an emulator for my computer. Yeah, I see. I won't do that if I, I principle. I'm kind of against it, but uh, fair. That's totally fair. Uh, We're back. Sorry, my I changed the USB ports on my mic, so let's hope that does something. I don't know what I have nothing it, else running. It, it sounded like electrostatic discharge. Like it made your voice very staticky. No, so I, I heard it in my recording too, and I'm scared I might have fucked up one of my USB ports because I've been doing bad things Are, with Arduino's. Yeah, I bet. Oh no, that's I can replace a USB port or whatever. I'm not worried about it. It'll be fine. There's a really good story on a uh, tested of Will Smith frying his motherboard because he was fucking around with Arduino, and his tactic for getting it replaced with Apple Care was just to go to the store and pretend he didn't know what happened. No, so that's I, what I would do. I don't know. It's just it's just not worrying. <laughs> This USB, it's probably fine. I don't know what's going on. It might cut. Out. It might be the mic too. This cable could be bad. Mm. I don't know. It's what, fine. We'll play what, it by ear. What would so fuck anyways, a USB port? Uh, tell me later. So the, oh, just if I was being irresponsible with how I was doing stuff. Um, so it's this mechanically sound thing. Whatever, right? This, this, uh, even if it was, per- I had this moment on Monday morning. I went running, and I booted up Pokemon Go so that I could hatch an egg. Right? Yeah. Halfway through the run, the app crashes or whatever, and I'm checking the app, and I have this moment where I'm just mad because the app crashed, and I'm not actually enjoying my run. I'm not actually enjoying what I'm doing. And then I got really... And then, like, it's not like an epiphany. Like, it's the same thing I had when I would play WoW instead of playing other games. Like, there were other games I wanted to play, but I felt like I was losing ground in WoW. So I wouldn't play the other games that I wanted to play. And I would play WoW, which I kind of wanted to play, but I also didn't want to get left behind. Right. And it's the, it's... I found myself playing Pokemon Go anytime I walked anywhere. And like I'm on a screen 99% of my day. I hate the fact that I'm in front of a computer as much as I am. I hate the fact that I'm sitting as much as I am. Like When I'm walking, I should be, especially in a city that I'm not from, I should be looking around and trying to suck it in. And... Dan made this point earlier, like, it's the last thing we need. And I still think, I think it's really cool. I just think that, like, I had this, like, crisis of faith where I just, I can't do that. I can't yeah. look at my phone that much. I was in a restaurant in Richmond, and it was me, Dylan, Tim, fucking Wendy, and we were all on our phones. We were all playing Pokemon Go. I'm in town for one week in the entire summer, and I was like, what the fuck are we doing? This is fucking crazy. This is some, like, cult shit. Like, we were waiting on it's breakfast. A, it's a dystopian like science fiction. that's not like what we, we should be hanging out. We should be talking. We should be arguing over Pokemon Go, no, not no. playing Pokemon Go. Yeah. I get your point. Yeah. It's so, a it's the sunk I, cost fallacy. Like, you believe you already spent so much time. In order to keep up, you have to keep investing time. And like, I, 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 think, I think that's irresponsible as a game designer to design a loop. It's that. 
and it's, it's interesting. And, I was going to say, I just, I feel like for me, I kind of disagree that it feels that competitive. Um, having played, like, my closest thing, I never played WoW, but I know I've talked about playing Grepolis on here before. That would be the closest. No, yeah. Um, but, yeah. like, if you yeah. step away for even half a day in Grepolis, you're behind and you're going to get, your cities are going to get taken. Mm-hmm. Um, Pokemon, <clears throat> I, I, I think what it is is that for me, the things I really like about Pokemon are so much more about collecting. And it, right. it sounds yeah. like for you, I think what you're looking for, Mason, is fighting and or um, competing. competing. And that competition aspect, you will fall behind. The collecting aspect, you really for me, it's much more of a personal game. It's a solitary game. Like I'm not I'm not comparing it with anybody right now. Um like I don't I don't really care where my level's at right now. I just get excited when I find stuff. And I so I think depending on what you're looking for out of the game, because Pokemon really always has been about two things, right? You collect them and then you fight them. And if you're more yeah. interested in one versus the other, I think this game skews incredibly heavily to this is a this is a pretty well thought out collecting, searching, seeking, finding things in the world mechanic that feels very satisfying, and right. then it feels like the fighting gym side was just kind of tacked on last minute, and that that mm-hmm. feels very ancillary. But if that's what you're yeah, and if that's what you're looking for out of Pokemon I'm Go, I'm not. No. no, what I'm looking for, and and I I, I didn't mean to be like the left mind. I I do I would say like the thing that I like from Pokemon is the training element, like building that team up. Not necessarily to fight, but just that progress. The same thing that you have the same loop in Diablo. I kill shit so I get stronger so I can kill shit more. Right. But my my larger issue is that that time in, time out thing. And even even like the collecting elements, because it's so based on your level and your experience, you have to put time into it to get better Pokemon. Like you have to. Like I'm not yep. if I go to the spot with Bulbasaurs, I might not see the Bulbasaur because I'm level four. Yeah. And that's frustrating. But also, like it's and it it's it's just not. I just also I had like three people walk into me this week playing <laughs> yeah, Pokemon Go, know, no. and by the third person, I was and I'm an angry person. I get mad really quickly. I what? was fucking livid. Yeah, no, I, I was know. so and like I, I was like, dude, what are you? What the fuck? You're in the middle of Pittsburgh, a city with traffic and people everywhere. Yeah, and hills. A lot of hills. You just and simply trip and, and, and roll down. That's my thing. And like, and and I agree. When you're sitting, like, you come back to Richmond, and the four of you are sitting at a table with your with your heads in your phones. That's the kind of thing that's where right. it's like we need to we need to be better as people. We need to say, I'm out with friends. I'm out with people I care about, and I want to have an experience with them. We all need to put our phones on the table, and and they live over there, and we, we need can to put our phones on our table. Dicks on the table. <laughs> and well, just everything out. Come on, equal opportunity. Um, about the tits. But yeah, but no, I think I just I, I agree with you fully on that part, Mason. I think that I think that we need to be with great power comes great responsibility, right? We need to be aware Spider-Man of Spider Man Go coming out later. Spider Man Go. Dude, you could swing swing through real life buildings. Um, so, um, you, you Team make, Sandman. You make a really good point though, and I, I think if Pokemon would go, it was designed as more of a passive experience where I could get a notification. Like, you know what I mean? Like, where yeah, it that, didn't that's have exactly to be what running. I was going to say. Like, then, then maybe I would be more into it. You know and what I mean? And they do have at, they at, do have a wristband coming out that you could do. I know. Where you could just, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. It's only thirty five dollars. Okay, I've been really negative on it. I will say. The amount of people that are walking around and enjoying things in their area and like landmarks is really cool. Tim, 
who never walks anywhere, walks everywhere now and goes on walks, which is crazy. Yeah. He and his girlfriend are obsessed with it. And I do think that's like a positive, a ne- net ne- positive. Neantic may have think solved so, yeah. the child obesity epidemic single-handedly. <laughs> Dude, that <laughs> oh, would be have great. You, have you heard about that stuff? That that's fat phobic. What? To say that. To say what? That this game is solving an obesity problem. Oh, fuck that. No. We have, t- we, that makes I'm me angry. It's some Tumblr and action bullshit is what we it is. Have, God. We yeah. have childhood obesity problems. We have adult obesity problems. We do not exercise We're the only country in the world that has, one, too much food, and two, throws away perfectly good food by, like, the truckload Wait, every day. Wait, I wasn't trying to get into the fat. I'm oh, sorry. Sorry. I was but, saying that I thought that was crazy that someone Mason, got stop, upset. stop hating fat people. Come on. <laughs> I, well, I I'm just do... saying, if you want to not be, you know, yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's, go. I think it's important that we talk about the negatives and the mechanics and the shortcomings of the game because there isn't enough of that out there right now. And I've seen a bunch of articles that almost seem to create this this weird feeling of you're in the wrong if you're saying negative shit about Pokemon Go. Like, how dare you shit on this this thing that's so good for us? Well, which. Like well, it's hard to it's hard to say. Let's let's write an article about all the things that don't work for something that's arguably one of the most successful rollouts in history. Right now, you could argue that it's one of the least successful because it's had a lot of problems. But when this many people adopt it and this many people are using it, for all intents and right. purposes, something's man, working. Like, I'm just I'm just saying we shouldn't the, use that as a reason to not talk about the, sure. the fact that it's mechanically shallow. Sure, I will. Say, I mean. The server stuff has been, you know, a pain in my ass. I'm sure a pain in everyone's ass has been playing it. But, man, it's doing a lot better than, like, Diablo 3 or SimCity's first week <laughs> oh, of release. Oh, man, I forgot about SimCity. So, yeah. um, or how about Batman Arkham Knight on PC? I would argue their server problems are as bad as those games, though. Because uh, no, Chris Kessler because... hasn't been able to play it all this week. Aww. Oh. So, I, I wouldn't go... <laughs> I haven't seen it that bad. It's pretty... Hey. It's, it's actually really I, bad. I, I do like that huh. uh, T-Mobile just announced that um, <laughs> it, you can. That CEO you can is fucking crazy. Not wait, it's not going to use any data to play Pokemon Go for the next year. Free data for a year. Free data for a year. <laughs> oh man. So I will. Doing. I will say that I do wish it was a more passive experience. I personally have not been playing it a lot the past couple days. Like you know, all this weekend I haven't really touched it. Um, the Belmont Library across the street is a Pokestop, so sometimes I'll just lay in bed and turn on the app and just get the stop, and then I'm like, all right, that's enough. Um, but I do go out with like my coworkers during lunch. He was like, hey, you want to go catch Pokemon in the park? I'm like, yeah. But I do wish, at the very least, the passive experience, like at least track your steps when the app isn't on to hatch your egg, at the very least. Yeah. Like how cool would it be if you got a notification that just said, huh, and then you swiped it and your egg hatched? Like, That'd be, yeah, no, I, I get agree. those notifications all the time. <laughs> huh? Yeah, but that's from Sarah. That doesn't count. <laughs> um, no. And I and along those lines of, I mean, little things they should have or could have implemented early on that would, I think, add to the experience would be, like, even just trading. I think trade, or even just having friends so you can look at your friends. But trading would break the loop, I think. Like, I'm, I'm be really interested to see how they implement. Well, trading you know what's, uh, yeah. and it's going to be funny. The minute it, the minute it gets implemented, you're going to have like posts on Craigslist scamming people. Be like, <laughs> wire me, wire me oh, no. twenty thousand yeah. dollars, and you'll get a mew. Yeah. Like, I love that though. Like, give me all the illicit fucking third party <laughs> economies. In the game's good, but also, oh, okay. I think another thing is that like, I. Alex, you're right. Like, there isn't a lot of negative 
press there is if like in like i feel like in the game scene people are pretty tepid on it but it's yeah it's yeah. more of because like hey this was our thing and now everyone else is on it and what the fuck but that attitude sucks too i think the other thing is that like i almost to, I'm, I'm to the point where i don't i don't me complaining about the mechanics and like i can break it down in my head of what i don't like about it mechanically but it doesn't matter because oh yeah people have i they like like there's i'm just not in that group yeah i don't i didn't get in that circle i'm not in that venn diagram but that venn diagram is so big that i'm the minority so my not that my opinion doesn't matter but it's just it's trite like it's yeah like i think you're i'm wrong your opinion matters when it comes to like um uh user not acquisition but retainment like yeah you know which i think is really important that because for the most part, when, you know, smartphone apps, you know, game apps come out, you don't really hear much about like, oh, okay, and then, you know, version 1.1 is going to be <laughs> X, Y, and Z. But they, like, very soon, like, within the first week said, okay, we're going to put trading in because, yeah, we said we were, there was going to be trading because there was that trailer that said that there's going to be trading. And them just saying that kind of cues me in on the fact that they are, they do have a long view right. on we, this. I mean, which yeah. is smart for this game. Yeah, but, but every every, every if you don't release a game in 2016 without a year roadmap ahead of your release, you're you're like you're like if uh, for a, a budget like a larger budget title, you're not entering the game scene correctly. Yeah, you know it's like, I mean? buying like a, even buying a even new Stardew car. Valley came out with a year roadmap. You know what I mean? Like, it's just the way that software is now. Yeah, or also evolve. There's talk about how um, who's the developer? I, I Turtle saw Rock that. Rock? Yeah, they're yeah they're, they're saying that they had they had the free to play thing kind of in the works for a while. Huh. They should have done it from the start, but yeah, I think yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, I yeah. think oh, I think that sure. a lot of people put a lot of work into that thing, and to have it get resuscitated is actually like, as someone that would want to make games, and like if you have a flop, you can still bring something back. Like that's exciting. That's cool. Because yeah. before it just died, it would have just died. It would have been um, it would have been the bargain game. bin at EB Games or something. It would have been it, it, fucking it Batman Arkham City stories or whatever that <laughs> game was, or you know what I'm talking about the shooter, the Batman shooter. You gotta buy uh, the meth vaguely. on this side of the town, and then you take it over here and you get the LSD. There was a Batman multiplayer shooter that came out a few years ago. Oh, I remember oh, that. Yeah, it was. It was like exactly. all bulletin. Two seconds. It was like a lot awful. of people put a lot of work into that, and that thing just plummeted. Like yeah. it was like Gotham City Heroes Gotham or something. City yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. It, it, it was basically APB Reloaded. But with a Batman <laughs> skin on it. The APB Reloaded thing was incredibly lucrative. Yeah. I played that game for about 10 minutes. I, I do want to see what the Pokemon Go also rans are going to look like. Because it's a lot different than, like, say... Also the ran? Hearth- yeah, also ran. Like, uh, like, uh, copies, like, copycats. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, because in... Because, like, the, the Hearthstone copycats not knowing much about budgeting for larger titles like that, I would assume that like the resources are a lot different for making a client-side game like that. I mean, I guess a card battler is also it hits a server if you're playing online multiplayer. But just a constantly pinging a server for location-based data mm-hmm. that you know uh, Pokemon Go uses, I feel like that's a lot harder well, to emulate. And along those lines... yeah. I think the map that they built for Ingress is probably their most valuable asset, though. Yeah. Right. Well, and a lot. That's what I'm saying. Along those lines, I mean, I have to question everything. Th- and this is not everything. I have to question everything. <laughs> the truth is out there. Um, is there God? All the <laughs> but but so, 
and this is not, I don't blame Niantic for this and I don't blame Pokemon for this. I don't blame this product for this, but the problem when you have something this successful, that I blame Obama is you, sorry, thanks, sorry. you're going to have Trump Pence 2010. You're going to have, um, every boardroom CEO at every single game company shifting focus of talented people and talented thinkers that could be working on creating new properties or interesting changes to properties that instead are going to be tasked with making the next Pokemon go. And you're going to see, you're going to see talent and, and energy that could have been going towards something else going toward a bunch of, like you put it, Dylan, uh, these, these mediocre copycats that, it, it, it's it's going because you know that the last week every single boardroom at most brands at most advertising agencies at it's every game hands. development house was okay well how do we make the next pokemon go i mean that's that's i i think i think outside of the games industry you're going to see that a lot especially in advertising because oh I've for sure that this week yeah, <laughs> but, um, yeah i think the games industry has actually gotten at least from the, the the big companies in it, has gotten better at taking smaller measured bets with the the advent of like early access, and like the 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 kind of the way that the games industry has approached VR is interesting to me, where all the big companies are doing these small little bets. So I think that you might see, if anything, you might see like map layers added to games, like larger products, you know, just to kind of test the waters. But I don't know if you, you'll see entire like entire like schedule shift. Like I don't think anyone's yeah. changing their product timeline. I agree. I think people have learned that lesson from, from the MOBAs and the RTS boom. From the MOBAs, from the MMO. RTS, from the MMOs, yeah. from Connect, from the second screen uh, capabilities. Remember, remember when that was a thing Who's that lasted like all. How dumb of... Smart Glass is as a name because it, it, it lasts like smart ass. six months. <laughs> smart it's ass, pretty bad. It's so yeah. stupid. And yet, I do have the app on my phone and love being able to use it to control my Xbox. Instead of having well, to like turn on a it, controller, it's, well, it's sweet for me. It's always been kind of like slow and buggy. Did you? Well, that's just the Xbox work? interface. Well, that's because yeah. you. That's probably because <laughs> you use an Apple product. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but not really. I will say, side note, on my other soapbox rants today, the Xbox interface is the most garbage. Oh, it's terrible. Piece of shit I've ever used. Yeah, it's terrible. It's infuriating. And they it's made it. Good. They made it way worse. Like the the current iteration of it was a huge change. Uh-huh. That the one before it was better, and everything about this new one was so unintuitive, poor user experience, just boring Dude. UI. It's, it's. I tried to watch Netflix the other day, and I audibly said "fuck this." And just turned it off, and I was just like, "Xbox, fuck this! This is so... Oh my god, <laughs> the voice commands are not effective. No, they're not. God the, forbid you say. Though actually, if you say Netflix, maybe it's just because I mumble like an asshole, but it will snap Twitch so many times. <laughs> and like, there's so many good ideas. It's in a there. co-marketing deal going on. The right snap there. thing I think is cool. It, I like I, I, the Universal okay. Windows app integration stuff i like the bing search where it searches all their different storefronts there's a lot of good ideas in that box remember Just when we awful universe. remember when we thought that the metro ui was going to be like microsoft's saving grace and it was going to like revolutionize all of their interface stuff i remember it, that, that thing people thought that i remember I it was metro a big UI. i think it's cool big deal i thought it was yeah, cool. but i, I think never, they have never thought it was like a godsend 
Uh, well, I mean, is I any think, UI a godsend? Uh, the original Xbox 360 uh, bladed interface. Blades. <laughs> yeah, blades. The blades worked. Like they did. They, 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 they did work. siloed content and they made it effective. Like it's not a bring back the blades. All of the blades were made for a four by three screen. By the yep. way, <laughs> yeah, like, that just cracks me up. That's pretty funny. So I like how the the guide wait, button had its own hey, blades. Hold up. So I something big to talk about this week. I played all of Inside. You can't talk about oh. it. I I'm, I'm going to I'm going to play it real vaguely. I'm going to play it. Yeah, I'm going to play it. It's going to be like it. the first thing I do when I get back to Richmond. I'm playing yeah. it right now. Are you really? No. Oh. Well, here's a quick one sentence teaser without any kind of spoilers. Oh god. You need <laughs> you need dies. to play it. Like you need to play it. <laughs> like it's that good. I want to play it. I just can't afford $20 right now. I just don't have my Xbox with me. It's going to be the first thing I do when I get back to to home. Oh. Um other news. Um, I guess I could play Alex's copy. That might you could play fun. my copy, actually, yeah. I know, I just do that. I'll just do that. Yeah, I'm delete so is stupid. Safe. Just do that, yeah. Um, I got a copy of Bloodborne. Nice. Yeah. Birthday you don't get it on your PS4, though. Yeah, I'll play it when we get back. I'm Bloodborne's excited. dope. I love Bloodborne. I'm very excited. It's a good game. Oh, we can talk Bloodborne. about that. Yeah. Did any of you guys play any more Invisible Ink? No, no so I, I did. That's right, because I, I I wasn't able to do that podcast. Um, but I I had downloaded it and played it. Uh, so I haven't actually put my two cents in there. Um, yeah, let's hear it. Let's talk about it. Uh, it's just I haven't played anymore either. So. Yeah, it's. I mean, you know, feels like a stripped down XCOM. I really liked the art direction. Um, I love the art direction. Uh, you know that turn based strategy thing. It gets stale for me really quickly. Um, Same. It's 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 the kind of thing where I sit here going, man, I'm sitting here playing a game by myself that feels like a board game when I'd rather actually be with friends playing a board game. That's um, a good point. That's and, and, that way. And it's like if if it, it becomes so much of that turn-based strategy or turn-based thing that I, I really enjoy the mechanics of turn-based strategy, but only when I'm actually competing against people that I that I know that I'm interacting with in person. Um, when it just feels like it's against a computer, it's like it's the same reason that like I adore playing chess against other people. I hate playing chess against computers. It 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 just it's boring to me because it's it, it, I might as well just be playing chess against myself. So no one's losing. <laughs> I guess. No, I, I'm with but, Dan. But I yeah. do like chess more when I know I'm beating someone else. PvP chess. Or even if I'm losing to someone else, it makes the stakes feel like I'm actually thinking. Th- like I need to think about what that other person is thinking about. Yep. It versus I versus okay. I just need to think about exactly what the computer is going to do. That's the quote unquote right thing. Because right. when you play against a human, they don't always do the quote unquote right thing. And yeah, you play against Alex Rice. <laughs> oh, wow, wow, that hurts. I've beaten both of you. Um, and Mason, I've beaten I be you multiple times. I've beaten you. My record's up on you. By one. It's having a bad day. Made some and stupid mistakes. My, record, my record's up on you two. too, Alex. But yeah. <laughs> anyway. Hey, I'm still beating you. It doesn't change anything. You have beaten me once. There was that one beating time. you once. There was that I'll one time. It, we've only played twice. We've played three times. You forfeited the only played twice. Game. That's right. Alex hates losing. So... Uh, see, I, I don't think hate, we lo- all hate you know what, losing. You know what I realized? I don't hate losing as much as Mason hates losing. I and Mason hates being hate wrong. Yeah. No one hates losing as badly as Mason hates losing. Yeah. I'm not like a bad sport about it, though. No, 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 no you're not. Just, you, you're, just, just, you're just vocal just about it. You hold, you hold the weight of the world on whether you win or lose. You're not a bad sport <laughs> about it. It's just that you apply the most grave measures to... Whether I'm a you man of extremes, Dan. You are. You, that's why. You are. That's why I love you. 
Extreme. The, the brand center on pitch on days that we pitch are so stressful. And that's exactly me. what I'm thinking about. Because <laughs> that's I have I want I want to win. Yep. Um, sometimes not but anyway yeah so so with invisible ink for me it was like <laughs> i hey i really i liked the art direction um i felt like it was a, a good game for the price um but it didn't get it didn't get too compelling for me and i stopped playing shortly thereafter How, um question dan the so i would agree that the game and i'm not defend like i i liked it like i but i didn't i haven't come back to it again um the game does get more mechanically dense as you get more characters with more abilities. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. But I think that the, the board game point you make is interesting because I think that also Invisible Ink from the get-go doesn't make the stakes clear to you in any way other than a timer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's no... The, the tension... I feel like there needs to be either, like, a narrative layer or, like, something... Like, like in XCOM, yes. there's permadeath. Like, that tension layer I really enjoy because I'm forming the story around what's happening. And I think that Invisible Ink is missing a, an element of like stress or like good stress. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the same stress that makes chess fun. Stakes. It's person. missing stakes. stakes. Yeah. Ribeye, mm. New York Strip. <laughs> Filet mignon. Filet mignon. Um. <laughs> Omelette de fromage. Sorry. Yes, cheese, cheese, o- cheese omelette. Let's add cheese omelette to this conversation. What's the next game we should all play? Um, well, I still haven't played <laughs> so, Kentucky Route Zero. It's it's sitting in my to, inbox. I'm gonna play it later today. No, too I think, late. I think the next game that I'm oh. going to download and play is probably gonna be Journey because I've never played it. And Journey's great. I know that's what I've heard. Do you have a PS4? No, but I've got Windows. So and I I never put two and two together. Like wait, I can play. I can just right. It's on Windows, isn't it? Or is it just Journey? PS4? Mm, yeah, no, just PS4. It's a, it's a PlayStation exclusive. Uh, well, yeah, fuck, it's never made mind. Made by that game studio. It's then great. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to play Journey. Yeah, I've somehow I can tell never you played what that. Fuck that game. No, no don't tell me. Desert. I'm going to I'm going to play it at some point, but your your buddy um, dies, dissolves into the oh, sand. Oh, come on, Dylan. <laughs> Jesus. But, fuck. Yeah. Well, no, but, okay, it's not actually a spoiler. I mean, it can happen. Whatever. It's sweet. Yeah. I'm going to play it. Too bad you can't play it, sucker. Jesus. I can't want to get back to Richmond if one of you guys is not an asshole. You'll be like, <laughs> I mean, I guess you can play it on my. There you go. Thanks, Alex. <laughs> Not on mine. Just... <laughs> Fucker. Thanks, Mason. Yep. Playing our roles perfectly. You know, and now, now I'm going to be a sore loser. Y'all cheated. There's hacks in your chess games when you beat me. Y'all using like turn counters and Lee shit. hacks. Mason there... hacks his Uber ride the other night. Dude, I got a developer test on my Uber ride last night. Yeah. Did I tell you this, Alex? No. <laughs> what happened? So we were out for Alex's birthday last night, and I get in the Uber, <laughs> and it starts asking me to like program like JavaScript stuff. And I'm like, what? Uh, what the fuck? Wait, that's Uber cool. was that Uber app was asking you to program JavaScript? Yeah, it's yeah. in the app. I sent a screenshot to Dylan. <laughs> he asked me these uh, a couple multiple choice questions, and then I had to. I essentially had to type in FizzBuzz, which is is like a, a yeah. JavaScript test. Um, they're looking for developers, huh? Yeah, they've been doing that for a little bit. That's an interesting way to uh, recruit. Yeah, right. No kidding. Makes well, sense. Well, I was Look. more terrified with how they had. They know that I have any. Develop like, or is it just like I, a random I don't, seat? I, don't, I think it's random. I don't I think, think they, they know. have to know. No, I don't I, think. I'm so. gonna, yeah, I'm gonna guess it was that car specifically, and everyone who got in that car took the test. No, because nope. she had never seen it before. She'd never heard oh, of it. Wow. I okay. asked her if she'd ever seen this before. Huh. I Where were they picking you up from? 
downtown Pittsburgh, which is a huge, you know, you have Carnegie yeah. Mellon. No, that's fine. Yeah. But I was going to say, if they, were, if they were picking it. you up from Deep Local, if they were picking you up at a specific place that could easily it wasn't Deep Local. have a high, really high, ritzy, shitty hotel. Ah, uh, yeah. Ritzy, shitty hotels. My favorite. Here, the pictures there were $11. Good Lord. Oh, good God. It was cool. Um, though, the rooftop. Here's the question I didn't buy it he here. got asked. You are helping design or dispatch system. When a trip is requested, you need to return the driver with the shortest ETA. If a driver canceled, the next driver with the shortest ETA out of K ETAs is dispatched instead. Which data structure would you use to store the K drivers and dispatch the driver with the shortest ETA? <laughs> Holy shit. Would you use A, an array, B, a heap, C, a hash table, or D, a binary search tree? Hash table? No. Mm, array? Heap. No, nope. I don't know what a heap is. I only know what the first and third thing are. It's, it's in, Mason, it's interesting that you got this quiz at the time of night that you did on a yeah, Saturday. And I was kind of buzzed, so oh, it was yeah. really shitty. That's like a Monday morning thing, not Saturday night getting drunk thing. That's that's just a really weird thing to say. That can't just be random. Like, what would you do if you were just some average Uber person who got this? You would think that the app is broken and you like you've been hacked you would think that the, the hackers <laughs> big data the NSA's in my phone but yeah it's a heap it's a min heap so yeah so they must have known based on your pre prior patterns that either that or they're just following you Mason and they know who you are using that god's eye I don't know that was weird I, I, I closed it out after a while I was just like this is this is not, this is not what not I want to be doing. I'm not in the mindset. Yeah. I want to ask this lady if she likes doing Uber like I do with every other Uber driver. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you come out Saturday nights frequently or oh, just come one on. time I thing? Do. I like to talk with them. I like to... No, yeah. I do too. That's why I got the five-star <laughs> yeah. rider rating. I was out with, with Hunter and Kelly Padgett uh, like a month and a half ago when, when we first got here. And we had this Uber driver. It was the most terrifying experience of my life. It was like this ex-KGB military guy from the Ukraine. And and he was just like terrifying. You want to go downtown? It was but it was like yeah. no, it was like Arnold Schwarzenegger. It was it was he was just he's he's killed people for fun in the past, is my theory. <laughs> it was it was ter- oh, wow. it was terrifying. It was like the scariest Uber experience ever. Um yeah. I have a I have a uncle, a great uncle who's in the uh, army reserves, and he was telling me about how is he a funko? Uh, yeah, he's a funko. Okay, he's a funky uncle. He um he was talking about like a or creating a, a argument against why or people who want a smaller military. And he's like, I've seen Navy SEALs in combat situations. I've seen these the kinds of people that like are drawn to like intense military situations. You don't want them in the general population. Trust me. Huh. So, you're talking about your Uber driver, Dan. That's what it made me think of. Indeed. Yeah. Hey, man. Navy SEALs. That's Charlie right. Sheen movie. Isn't it called Navy SEALs? The one with Charlie Sheen? Is that the one where... No, I'm thinking of the parody SWAT. movie. SWAT's a good movie. SWAT's a good movie. SWAT's dope. That's the one with Colin Farrell. Yeah. Yeah. Best, same, best sequence in that movie Sammy is the, the airplane simulation. Everyone knows yeah. that. Yeah. That's a, that's they're playing Jimi Hendrix. Such a well-executed just montage or whatever you call Cross it. Cross town traffic. And they shoot paintballs at the pilots. Come on. It's pretty cool. Um, no, the coolest part is when they rip that wall down using that yeah, hook. Yeah, the hook that he engineered. <laughs> yeah. This fucking like, beat cop is in his backyard just welding this giant like 
wall like breaking spear. I'm like, dude, yeah. what? If you made that, it would backfire and blow your stomach out because you're not a pneumatic engineer. Whatever. Jesus. Whatever. Um. So Dan talked about emulators earlier and that he's opposed to them. So this feels like a good time for me to bring up that I installed the Dolphin emulator. Oh, man. And this is Wait, we're going to talk about the NES, like the early code name for GameCube? Yeah, it's a GameCube yeah. emulator. It's a GameCube, and I think also Wii. It does Wii. I think they have, yeah. yeah. Mason, what are, what are we going to play? Uh, so in my defense, I am technically in my legality. I, I didn't use my ISO from my GameCube, but I own a GameCube, and all the ISOs I have are games I own. Um, so I'm backing them up, but uh, if it's only it, yeah, if it's only games think, that you own, I'm not opposed to that. Um, but if you're if you're using downloaded illegally downloaded emulators that you're not paying for, um, that's where I that's where I have opposition. I'm Dan, not opposed well, to Dan, I, Legends. I don't care if Dan, you guys do it. I'm just saying for me personally, it's not something I do. No, I, I was just mm. I was using that it's as just, a jumping off point. It's just eight copies of RE4. Yes. Yeah, dude. I, I, no, dude, I, that's, have, I have more better versions of that game. That's going to be the if, if playing was inside, right? Is the name of it? Mm-hmm. If, yeah. if that's yeah. the first thing I do when I get back to Richmond, buying the remaster of Resident Evil 4 and playing that is going to be God the second thing I do when it. I get back to Richmond because that comes out in August. Fuck yeah. Comes out on like August 31st. Um, No, and it's actually like, it's pretty cool. Like, I, 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 I like emulation too from a like, archival standpoint i think it's important Mm -hmm. because the companies themselves aren't doing it i mean i know nintendo has virtual console but they don't there's so many games that aren't on virtual console it's it's, it's still important um and like the fact that the library of congress is starting to do it too gives it some legitimacy yeah um if it if it's i mean if it's something that like a company has said that they're this is the only way you can access this, we're never going to sell this again. We're fine with you doing it. That's I'm fine with that. But like, well, and I'm not. I wasn't trying to take a, a jab at you. I was literally no, no, no. using it as a, I'm a just, transition. I'm just explaining my thought process behind why it. Oh well, you know, the future is going to leave you behind. But whatever, because emulation, <laughs> everything is going to happen. Everything's being emulated. I'm going to emulate this podcast. I'm going to emulate Dan's life. I want to live the damn life. I want to live the, the damn, damn life. life. The damn life. Dan yeah. wants to live the Dan life. I do. <laughs> Dan, get get Dan back to Dan life. Dot com. Dot Indeed. zone. Dot dot dot, dot info. Yeah. Sure. Dot dot dot. Um, but it's it's cool, and I kind of I was playing uh, X Men Legends, which is a game that I really loved back in the day, and uh, that game is just game mechanics have come so far yeah in the past decade just from like like this game has save points and like the fact that it has save points is just <laughs> infuriating because you can die and lose progress at like a significant margin but the sweet thing about emulation is that you can do save states so i can right. just like yeah. save oh for sure so the- so that like um along those lines because we were talking about the new like the nintendo box coming out um Zelda 2, I will say, like, I can understand how people would find Zelda 2 infuriatingly unplayable without having safe states. But playing it again as I bought it on the virtual console um, for Nintendo, uh, when you have safe states, if you're going into enough areas that you can continually save so that you're not having to worry about dying as much and losing a bunch of progress makes the game a lot more enjoyable. Um, and so I, oh, 
I thought you were gonna argue that it made it like no, 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 no. Makes, makes it a lot more enjoyable. Um, uh, yeah, uh, because it's fine. not because that's the kind of game where it's like, you know, the reason the reason that I'm very pro limited number of saves in something like Resident Evil because it adds to the tension is the exact same reason that I'm very anti not being able to save whenever in something that's very exploratory and open. Right, because it's an adventure game. It is, right, it's an adventure game, and you're gonna ruin the yeah. adventure if you know, suddenly you're sent back to the very beginning and have to go through all this other shit again. Uh, it just gets frustrating. Right. So what the, um, what red faction gorilla does really well that I appreciate immensely is that whenever I die, it saves basically all my item progress. So if whatever scrap or whatever I've collected or whatever, um, changes I've made in that regard or whatever upgrades I've bought, it holds on to that. So it's not like a complete flame in the flood does that. Um, yeah, there was some nice. game I played recently. I can't remember what, but it didn't save any of that shit. So I was like literally just duplicating yeah. my steps. Yeah, that's annoying. Aww. It's just funny that just so many little things that have become like game design staples that like regardless of genre or game that you do, you know. And there are things that are still like like Batman Arkham Knight, because I beat that the other week. It does this thing where it... uh. When you pause it, it tells you the last time it saved, like how many minutes ago, and I love that feature. Like their, little things their that... pause menu UI in that game is really, really uh, slick. They do a nice job with their UI in that game. Everything about that game is just yeah. I need to finish it good, when I get home. I haven't finished game. it yet. I need to finish it. And the ending's cool. Give it to Alex. I need to play it. Yep. I was a and fan. I have an extra copy of Overwatch. That I'm gonna give Dan, get him on this train. Sweet. No. We need to figure out. Um, an extra copy of Overwatch. So remember when I ordered the special edition? Oh, that's right. Okay. I just oh. I I couldn't like I just never ended up canceling my digital order. So um, uh-huh. we need it. to figure out the whole why we couldn't play the games together. We need to fix that firewall issue or whatever that problem was. Who's got the strict NAT so, yeah. settings? So I've been able to play games with other people, no problem. Like my buddy in, in Michigan, in and at I, your place in Richmond. Um. Uh, yes. Okay, cool. So it's uh, something on my actually. End. Who's got? It should tell you who's got strict NA. Who's got a thing that gets an NAT warning? That's what it both, is. We both. I think we did. both do. That was the problem. Oh, I can fix that for both of you. All right. Okay. You just cool. gotta for, do the yeah. port forwarding. And I've set up I've set up my router at home di- differently since we tried that last time, Alex. It may not be an issue anymore, so we'll we'll play around okay, with it as cool. soon as soon as we get back to Richmond. But yeah, Mason, that would be helpful because I set up my router back in like twenty eleven and that was when I had a computer with with a CD drive and all this sort of stuff and I What? A C D yeah. drive? How ancient. May as well be driven might by well, dinosaurs. This will be a floppy disk. <laughs> oh. 5.2 inch. Big um, big ones. Remember those? You guys been playing anything else? Anyone? Um, no. Overwatch. <laughs> I haven't played in Overwatch in a while. I still so, haven't gotten Overwatch. Here's an, here's an interesting Overwatch thing. They are so serious about not being a douche in that game that if you leave two games in a row, you will have a 75% XP penalty. Holy shit. For the next like ten games, good God, it's intense. Like two thumbs up, I'm all about it. My yeah, fact that Alex had it, it happen because our internet sucks here. Yeah, I had I bought a uh, Ethernet cable on problem solved, but uh, you know that's kind of a nice touch. Blizzard's done right. They ban people really quick. There's, yeah, you know... dude, they they are swift with that ban hammer. 
Blizzard, Blizzard knows how to make games, man. They do a really good job. They're, I I respect them more than most big studios out there. They do a really good job. More than EA? <laughs> more than Ubisoft? No, Ubisoft. U- Ubisoft uh, tries to do well. I, I, do Ubisoft does some... Do they? I don't know. Some of their like small titles, uh, like Child of Light or... Um, Rayman. Rayman, uh, there's the like World War One, World War One game, um, Polyworld. Yeah, U- Ubisoft, and even Dude, that yeah, World famous War One po- game is incredible. What game? I, I can't um, think of the name of it right now. Um, fuck, it, it was a, you're the dog that runs through all the same people. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, uh, honest. No, I was gonna say honest hearts. No, it's uh, Valiant Hearts. Uh, Valiant, Valiant, Valiant Hearts is a good game. Oh. They gave it away on no, Xbox no. Live. Games with gold. They're a little. Um, they're a little like uh, indep- like they're independent. I like your polyworld quote. Unquote. Um, you know, they, they make cool stuff. I just think that um, I would like to see. I just wish Watch Dogs Two did it more for me. I hope that game doesn't flop, even though it looks it like won't. everything else. It's gonna have a million billion dollar marketing budget. It'll dude, sell just fine. The Division is such a disappointment, though. I dude, I liked. I played the beta. I didn't play the release, but I thought it's, it was kind of cool. It's a fun little loop for the first like little while and then everyone i know did you missed, oh, oh you have people that, play that was one of those yeah, games that I know got so hyped when it came out and then I, it just like disappeared like overnight because the cheaters took over man cheaters took over and there's there's not much there there's not a lot of substance what about battleborn yeah. it's 2k release that that poor game got quashed by overwatch dude what does blizzard have that, against battleborn, battleborn? Just... every beta they had for overwatch they timed out with the battleborn betas they purposely released within a week it's kind of fucked up. Hey, they want. It's they the, won. It's the. It's, <laughs> the, it's not enough to win. Like a, Everyone else must lose. Idea like that's fucking. It's not even God, the same idea. I had forgotten about Battleborn entirely. That just like They're different games. Yeah. That just didn't even. That did nothing. I think Kumbaya. Randy Fishford fucks someone over at Blizzard. Oof. And this is the retaliation. That's possible. Or Bob Two K. He's uh, the guy that was Two K games. Yeah, yeah, famous Bob Two K. Also, I haven't had a chance to talk about this. There, two, there are two things that I was going to talk about the last time I was supposed to be on the podcast that because I wasn't on, I don't think I talked about. But correct me if I'm wrong. So the first is no, the you, bio, you still the, talked about them even though you weren't there, right? The Bioshock remaster. Ooh. Yeah, we talked about that. Okay, so you talked about that because um, I'm super super excited about that, obviously. Um, but then something I know you didn't talk about because you weren't weren't at this, but um, I went to a really interesting talk with the Interaction Developers Association or Interaction Designers Association. Um, this guy who uh, he works for a studio and he's won a bunch of... Uh, Is that the IXDA stuff? Is that what it's IXDA, called? Yeah. yeah. Interaction yeah. Designers okay. Association. Um, I've read reports that they put out. So they did a They're huge cool. talk. Uh, it was a guy who has won a bunch of like Cam Lions and stuff for doing a bunch of virtual reality. And so this was a talk on the future of VR, AR, and beyond. Um, And overall, it was stuff that, because of the level of involvement with VR that we're doing at Team One, um, was not necessarily new or noteworthy. Uh, But some of the stuff I really liked about it is one of the things that he was really talking about is he separated... You know, so often people keep saying VR, they keep referring to 360 video as VR. 360 degree video is not virtual reality. And, and really we need to separate it into three things. 360 degree video, what he called immersive cinema, and then true VR. 
And really what it is is... What about AR? Uh, well, and then that's a separate thing. Um, I don't get to that. But uh, what about RR? 360, 360 video is just purely placing a camera that you can look around and see everything, right? Immersive cinema is where you treat the camera as if it is the person viewing things. So it's kind of becoming true to form where you're trying to do this for this with this person. Um, but then true VR, the key there is agency and giving agency to the people. And, you know, one of the things that he talked a lot about was this idea that you're the big um, kind of Hollywood studios and directors are not going to be the ones who are best suited to make the true great VR experiences of the next, you know, 20, 30 years uh, because they're so used to telling the viewer the path that they're going to be on, right? They are here. You need to see this in this way and that's how it is um whereas true vr good vr is going to be about agency it's going to be about allowing the viewer to do what it is they choose if they want to sit and stare at the floor tiles for 20 minutes they can do that um right it's the same thing with games well that's like that's why uh, right there's not a lot of crossover between hollywood and games right because right. they don't understand that concept of agency yeah and he he was saying that the you know in a in an ideal scenario the, the people who are making these VR experiences really are going to be experienced designers. Um, it's going to be this combination of theater, of video games, of cinema, um, and uh, technology that allows for this the, these really immersive elements. Um, this thing that, that, this idea that not only is it about agency, but it's about placing someone in that space. Um, and so there was just, it was some good stuff. It was some really good talk uh, about you know this emerging medium and it's kind of that that idea that think back to when the great train robbery came out in the late 19th century you know 12 minute film that silent film and then the train's coming towards the screen and everyone in the theater suddenly jumps out of their seats because they think the train's going to hit them um and we look at it now and we go what are you you like seriously um we're still at that state with vr and and we're still we're even farther away with with augmented reality um because the technology is going to to, to make it truly immersive is going to be even farther. But for both of those things, we're just so far away from that point of, you know, look at where, you know, I went and saw Ghostbusters yesterday. And so where that is as a film compared to the great train robbery. Um, Wait, you saw the new Ghostbusters? I did. I was going to talk what about that it? too. Um, cool. But, uh, but yeah, so just that idea that we're, we're so new in this medium that it's really going to be interesting to see how, you know the real the real innovators in virtual reality haven't even been born yet because they the real innovators are going to be the people who who grew up with it natively, um, which obviously is not us. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see uh, just kind of how that evolves through our lifetime and how it gets used. But that it was a good talk. Um, I recommend checking out IXDA stuff. Uh, I just wanted to bring that up because I you know I was going to talk about it last time and I wasn't here. Um, I, so I wanted to bring that up and and talk about it a little bit. Well, it's interesting. I will. S oh, go ahead. Dan. Really go interesting. Um. I just wanted to say that, um, you know, I'm, I, I like VR. You know, I think it has a lot of potential. I I don't think it's going to replace games. Not that anyone here is saying that. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but I'm not really like super hyper excited to experience more VR, except for that Ghostbusters experience that they have in Times Square. Seems super interesting to me, simply because they tie the physical component. To the virtual and reality component. And that's where I think the real next step for VR is, is going to be having enough enough intuitive, natural haptics. Um, you know, we were talking at work the other day. There's a company that's, they're making a full body suit that does heat. It does the impression of wet. It does 
pressure sensitivity so you can feel a lot of these haptic responses around your body. Um, things like that where that immersion starts to get closer and closer to actual immersion I think is when VR starts to really become interesting. Um, mm, definitely. But even just the difference, um, so, even just the difference between, you know, using uh, an HTC Vive and using um, an Oculus Rift or a Gear VR, uh, having your hands in front of you, even totally. though it's not a grabbing sensation, even though it's a kind of that they've created interesting UI patterns and and UX patterns that that work with those um, controllers. But even just having those controllers is a next level experience compared to those other headsets I mentioned. Um, and and I think it'll be interesting to see as things, you know, as gloves come out so that you can use gloves and and pick things up or that's um, going to make a huge, I think, huge difference. I think sound design is a really underdeveloped area of of experience design in virtual reality. So there's a lot there's a lot of interesting things in the future that are going to change this medium beyond what we see now that that I think Again, not not even in this frame of games. I don't. I don't think. I don't really think VR is going to be for games. I think VR is going to be more for experience, experiential things. Um, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how it's used going forward. Oh yeah, I did an escape room on Thursday with people from work where they oh, nice. they entered into the escape room using VR, and that was, a, I think, a bad example of VR in in use. Um, hmm. But yeah. So anyway, VR, IXDA, check it out. Sweet. The I think I actually um, am with more Dylan where I'm not. I don't have that same desire to see more and more of VR. Like I, I think I'm just more sober on it, just because I just I don't know. Because I'm, I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm waiting for the next iteration of this. I think it's really really cool. I just don't know if I like how separated you are. Like even like because we have the Oculus at work and then. Um, the other demos I've done, I'm just not as into that sensation. Maybe I'm just—it's just so new to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, but uh, you did bring up an interesting point about how kids are going to grow up with VR and innovate VR. Yeah. And I think what we're going to actually see um, in the immediate future are all these kids that have grown up using touchscreens their whole life. Oh sure, and what sure. that could bring. Mm -hmm. I know it's completely different, but I am really excited to see like how, what, what even happens there with interaction or like what forms of like. It's funny that the, the gamepad has stayed through so consistently, but this might be the first generation that's like, no, I play Minecraft on my iPad. And I'm willing to bet that Nintendo is banking on that with the NX. The NX, yeah, I believe that. Mm -hmm. I believe that. Um, so Ghostbusters. So Ghostbusters, yeah, yeah. Saw that yesterday. Went and saw that. Got a got a got good reviews. So yeah, I you know I gotta say I was I've been following this really closely for years. Be, like before it was the the Paul Feig directed reboot. It was Ghostbusters three, and it was starring the original people. And then Harold Her became the video, and game. then which became the video game. But then they were gonna they were still moving forward with it. Ivan Reitman was still on board, and everyone they finally convinced Bill Murray they had a script, and then Harold Ramis died, and then it was yeah. like well shit, um, and so and then, then it was a version with the Rock. Right, right, was and there's really? a version. There's Seth Seth Rogen was rumored at one point he was going to be oh, wow. like Bill Murray's son from Ghostbusters two, blah blah blah. But anyway, so then when they switched and announced that it was going to be starring females, I really could care could not care less. Um, 
about that, but obviously uh, the world seemed to care. But I really was like, I'm going to keep an open mind. That being said, when well, that, when that, that first trailer this... came out, it looked so bad. Yeah. Not because it was starring women, but because the writing looked terrible and the effects looked terrible that I was yeah, like, well, fan. shit, why did you bother rebooting something that was beloved by so many people? So I was really it was skeptical. So, it was so hard to look at that trailer, too, and get stoked because those are four of arguably the funniest women in comedy Abs- right Absolutely. Now. Like it's, it's a tour de force of like, I mean. And so, oh, totally. so now that I've seen it... um. And I was, I was, I went into it with very low expectations. I will say, uh, it was not great, but it wasn't terrible Aww. either. Um, it was, enjo- it was better than the trailer. It was, fu- it was definitely better than that first trailer. It was fun. It Good. was enjoyable. I will say the f- the flaws with the movie have nothing to do with the actresses. They put on great performances. Um, if anything, it's the writing was was good. Um, better in some parts than others. Uh, Did you see Spy? But the, the pacing. His, the, his other movie? No, I didn't. Um, that movie was weirdly paced too. Yeah. The the pacing, the editing, the... Um, it started... The movie started off really strongly in the first half. And then the second half just kind of felt like it jumped over... Like it jumped around a lot. It didn't always hit. Um, I don't think they used Kate McKinnon enough because she is definitely a big presence and she's funny. Um I, I don't typically like Melissa McCarthy unless she's in certain roles, and I liked her in this. I love and always have loved um, uh, uh, what's-her-face, um, the other... Kristen Wiig? Yeah, Kristen Wiig, and she did a great job. Um, uh, so, the you know, the performances were great. Uh, it was just that the story was predictable and and but it was overall it was fun it was worth i would say it's worth your money to go see for a summer film that is enjoyable and um it's it's i think it pays homage in the right ways to the original ghostbusters um you know i i will say i think there was a possibility that if they had done a third you would just come out of it being like they just shouldn't have done that um because it would feel old and tired kind of like indiana jones did with you know crystal skull um, whereas this didn't feel tired and old and it also didn't feel, you know, I, I always worry with reboots. It's like, take something beloved and that doesn't need to be redone. And why are you redoing it? I think Willy Wonka versus Charlie and the chocolate factory is a great example there where that Tim Burton, you know, just garbage dumpster fire that, that came out. Uh-huh. I, I, <laughs> I like I, it. I, it wasn't oh. that bad, I, but it, it's one of those things where it's like the original is such a special place in my heart that uh-huh. yeah. that the new one just didn't feel necessary. It just didn't feel like it needed to be done. This didn't well, feel that way that way either. Well, it didn't feel like man, why did they do that? So that so in that because of that, I felt really good coming out of it. I was like, you know what? Cool. I'm glad they did it. It was fun. Um, I would watch it again. Um, there are certain things about the original that are just so perfect, uh, and I think one of those things is Harold Ramis's writing because the man was a ge- he was a comedic genius, um, and that something that I felt there there were subtle there subtleties to the script of the original movie that you take a performer like Bill Murray who can deliver that subtlety uh, that, that that made the perfect that made such great things about that movie. I think the performers in this movie could have done that. I think they could have performed. Uh, that level but I just don't think the writing was quite there um, and then of course the pacing and the editing and then the visual effects I was I was really turned off by the visual effects and all the previews but within the frame of the movie they they worked they felt okay I still kind of like the the way that the visual effects were done more in 
in the original. Um, they're a little more practical, like hand drawn kind of thing. A little crunchier. A little crunchier. Um, but that being said, the slickness, the the the, the overall feel was was there for this movie, and so yeah, it was it was good. I'm just yeah, glad. the old effects. Oh, go ahead, Dylan. No, you go, Mason. I'm just glad because, like, I mean, I've talked about this before on the podcast, but like Ghostbusters, the first Ghostbusters is like, like that's like. like I can point to that movie ten times out of ten and be like, "That's that's up like that." And American Beauty, I'm like, "Go yeah." Oh yeah, the original goes. It's one like of those movies. Form, movies that formed me as a human. Well, and, and I would argue that like I wanted to so desperately be Vankman growing up as a person. Like I wanted when he's just like, "Yes, this man has no dick," and I was like, that's <laughs> yes, the funniest yes. thing I've ever heard." Yeah, and, that's and, the, and best it's thing. the way the delivery, the way it's delivered, so is just, deadpan, yeah. so dumb. Is is this so, true? Yes, it's true. This this man has no dick. And oh, like. Murray. The and Bill Murray was just, was good in this movie as well. Um, he's in the movie. They're all in the movie. Oh, oh I didn't know whoa. that. There's a, That's awesome. So there's a bust in the very beginning of the movie. There's a bust of Harold Ramis's head, and then Bill Murray plays a character that uh, for he's a decent amount of screen time. Uh, Dan Aykroyd plays. He's a really small character. Annie Potts has a really small role. Sigourney Weaver has a small role, and Ernie Hudson has a small role. The only, the only one that they didn't reference um, was Rick Moranis because he is very much. I am retired. I am not in movies anymore. Um, So yeah, he went and took care of his family. Right. Yeah, shrink ray. Just put that in the background. So, Um, but yeah, no, they're all they're all they all they all have cameos in the movie. I'm just really stoked that they went and did. They created a new thing because like that way, like. The, the the last thing I would want is to have the same way that I liked how Star Wars like it just put the button on Han Solo and everything else and like it's like this is that and now we're moving on. Yep, I will you know say I, mean? I, I will say with I like this that. like I think it did a really nice job at setting up this new universe. Um, it also had some really self self aware cheeky jokes that I really liked. Uh, like there's one moment where they're looking at something and. And they're like reading about when they first form themselves as the Ghostbusters, and and someone's like, they they read something on a screen is like, ain't no bitches gonna catch no ghosts. And like, I don't know, it's just it's like they're reading a a YouTube quote that was obviously written for that first trailer. And That's hilarious. Anyway, uh, but but one of the things I didn't necessarily like about it is they clearly set it up at the end of the movie for another movie. And and I and that. I just hate when they of do. I hate, and it's such it's such the way that movies are made in Hollywood now. And I just hate it. I hate. It's gotta be a franchise. I hate that. And and uh, it just you know like the original Ghostbusters wrapped up so perfectly. They they made a second one and it and it worked and it fit. I mean, hmm. I, uh, Ghostbusters two is an okay movie. I like Ghostbusters two. I I, I have no problem I'm, with eh. Ghostbusters two. But I, I like it. I think more because I'm just a fan of Me too. the characters. Me too. And I. Also, I watched like Ghostbusters Two was like I mean I wasn't a kid when it came out, but like it was made for me. I saw I saw Ghostbusters Two in theaters. Um, right. You know, it's I was four, but I saw it in theaters. I think I think also I it has it the theaters. it has the Nintendo <laughs> Fight Stick in it. So how can you not like it? Yes. Yeah. Um. But yeah. But I. But even though I, that being said, I will say with them feeling like they set up for a sequel I actually was legitimately like okay cool I'd like to see a sequel of this movie so it was good enough that I would I would see it again and I would see a sequel so I um yeah I don't I don't have the reverence for for Ghostbusters that a lot of people my age do but um I do enjoy the deadpan humor that's in the original too and there's that certain there's that specific scene in one of the trailers for this new one where it's um so who are the actresses? You said it's Melissa McCarthy, Kate McKinnon, 
Christian Wig. Who's the fourth one? Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones. It's the part. It's part where Leslie Jones is like slapping Melissa McCarthy and trying to get the ghost yes, out of her. And it was so stupid. And it was so stupid yeah. in mm-hmm. the movie. Ugh. Yeah. I'm just not a fan of like over the top, like just shouting humor like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that's why I don't like things like Pitch Perfect or. And I like Bridesmaids. Pitch, Bridesmaids is Pitch fine. Perfect is you great. Won't like, I think that's kind of like Leslie Jones. Yeah. And, yeah. and that being like said, I don't. I tend not to care for Leslie Jones' performances oh, and what I, she does, like um, because I feel like she's playing the exact same character in whatever she's in. She actually did a yeah. really good job in this movie, and I liked her in it. I just didn't like that one scene that you're referencing, Dylan. Was like the one scene that turned me off in the original trailer, and it was probably the worst scene. Is the power of pain compels you, slap you in the face. And everyone, in, yeah. and what's funny about that though, Dylan, is it. I still think it was probably the dumbest line in the movie. It was the single line that got the most audible laughs in the theater when I saw the movie. Oh man, I was expecting like movie culture in LA to be different. Oh, it's different. It's crazy <laughs> expensive, <laughs> but and I guess and not. you buy reserved seats and oof. What? And what? you can go see a movie at nine in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, huh? I went. That's I, I saw right. Ghostbusters at eleven o'clock yesterday morning. Um, <laughs> but yeah, get some brunch. Yeah, no, it was actually good. I went. I found this really good bagel place, which is probably the best bagels I've had outside of New York, and it was right near the theater. I got some bagel. I got me some cream cheese. I got me some movie, and it was. And then I got done with the movie, and it was still like a, it was one thirty in the afternoon. And then I bagel. went and got me some Pokemon. I mean, it was a good Saturday. Man, and then I took a nap. <laughs> I, I, got like, I like I like I like the I mean I don't think it's I love seeing movies in theaters because of that experience and I like seeing like what makes people laugh even if it's not like what I agree with I still oh, yeah. I still like I like being around people that are laughing well what made me a little sad though was there were the moments for me that were funniest in the movie were the ones where they had the subtle right very cerebral humor which to me really links back to the first film and they which, did have some frankly, of that the but those were the, the public th- won't understand but those that are the things that most people in the movie theater yeah we're not, and, and i'd be like the only person that would laugh at something and i'd be like really you're not laughing at that but anyway i don't know please but i was happy that there was some of that in the movie there was some of that cerebral humor that you had to really think about which was nice well, that's what makes so. you come back for it that's ghostbusters three is it just Ghostbusters? It's it's Ghostbusters. Technically, it's Ghostbusters Answer the Call. They changed the name about a week beforehand. My guess is they changed the name when they decided that they were going to make a sequel. And they don't even... Like, it's, it's only... I guess it's like the New Hope. What's that? This wasn't the New Hope. This was Star Wars. Yes, right. Exactly. I see. I see. Well, you guys got anything else? Which Ghostbuster are you? All of you. Which Ghostbuster are you? Go. Everyone, everyone wants to be Vankman. I'm, Z- I'm going to say Vankman. Winston Zedmore. Okay, I'll take I'll take Harold Ramis. I'll take Egon then. No, that's nope. Harold Ramis. Oh, that's Harold Ramis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Recipes. So you gotta be Dan Aykroyd, Alex. Tell <laughs> oh, me I'll some skull it. vodka. Dan Aykroyd in the first Ghostbusters is an nah, awesome. He's fantastic in that. He's fantastic. He's so cool. And he wrote he co-wrote that movie with Harold Ramis. Like part oh, of that movie guys, is because of Dan, Dan Aykroyd. Aykroyd is just losing his mind. He did. Dan he was, was amazing. He was a producer on the new movie. Uh, yeah, well, because so much contractual shit happened. Yeah, but like the Blues Brothers is so amazing. Oh yeah, really, I Dan? Ac- I had to laugh. I don't remember who Skinny it was. Dan Aykroyd. Someone the other day was like, <laughs> "I'm not going to go see the new Ghostbusters because it just feels like they took the cast of SNL and put them in a Ghostbusters movie." And I, I looked uh. at the person and I was like, 
you what you, do you not know who they put in the original Ghostbusters? Like, do you have no context of history? I don't remember who I don't remember who I was talking to about this. Was this might have even was it you, Alex? No, no. God, no. I don't remember. I, no. I don't remember who I was talking to about this. Alex, you don't know anything. Was it you? <laughs> no, no, that was more like that was that, that was more a moment of like, oh shit, I'm railing on someone, and I don't know who it is I'm talking about, and maybe it was one of you guys, and now I feel like a dick. I'm just kidding. That's what that was. Well, I mean, no, that's, whoever that's it was, you like, should slap. It was just one of those moments. It was just one of those moments where I was like, oh, I know, I know exactly who it was now. Um, he's he, yeah, and yeah, he's just n- no going. frame of reference, no context yeah, for history. Well, but Wait, I think was if, Ern- if you don't have reverence for SNL, like you wouldn't know that. But even just pop, like I'm pop culture, like I, I'm yeah. not obsessed with SNL, but I have enough pop culture relevance and knowledge to know that that like SNL, what SNL was in the '80s, the fact that those people came from that school, the fact that those people are in that film. I guess, I guess, if you care enough about the original Ghostbusters to make a comment about why it shouldn't have been remade, you should have known that the original Ghostbusters yeah. were all people from that that school. Oh, you're asking Wait, was er- way too much of people, though. I know. Welcome to my life. Let's, let's not well, fuck around. Was Ernie Hudson on SNL? No, he was not. No. But, okay. but by Ernie and Hudson large... didn't have much of a career. He was in Oz, right? Yeah. No, no, I mean, he had a career, but it's funny because, like, I oh, think... Man. By and large, most people know Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Just like everyone um, knows Bill Murray from Garfield. That's yep. obviously. Um, get out, Mason. <laughs> just, just, uh, just get out. Fine, I'll leave. Uh, subscribe. <laughs> I, um, but yeah, dude. Uh, hmm. I want to see Ghostbusters. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I'll check it out. You should. It's worth it. It's fun. Don't go into don't go into it expecting much and just have fun with it and you'll enjoy yourself. He's gonna love it. He's gonna love it. <laughs> you'll love the way it's you look. Be huge. I mean it's no I, true detective know. season two, but <laughs> oh, uh, low blow. I mean, I don't <laughs> care. I didn't even say I liked it. All I said was it's not that bad, and then the entire world is just like <laughs> <laughs> if you're not with us, bad. you're against us. Uh, I'll Dylan, never be with you. Dylan had his uh his moment of retribution. When I was shitting on Pokemon Go in Richmond, let me tell you and- what Mason did. He was like, <laughs> Ooh, "This could be good." He is playing the game and like actively like engaging with it, and at the same time saying, "This is stupid," and then like throwing the Pokeball on the Caterpie, being like, "Oh, this is dumb," and then like, he's like, "How do you play the game?" Sarah goes, "How do you play the game?" He's like, "You don't. It just it sucks," and then he just keeps walking around capturing Pokemon. I'm like, "You can't even." Like your criticism doesn't even make sense. Pick one. I can engage. You can't tell me how to live my life. Let me engage with this content. Also, what's the? No, I, I told Dylan. I told Dylan that I understood how he felt about Star Wars when I just could not get my head around Pokemon Go at first, and I was but like, it... "Pop culture is leaving me behind." Okay. Could you? No, come on. You wanted me to you. That first weekend, everyone was so high on it, and I feel like now everyone's starting to kind of come around to to what what I was thinking a little bit, you know. Okay. Oh, oh, that's well, what I'm is. saying is that I never, I didn't know you felt that way about Star Wars because I never like actively hated Star Wars in the sense that, like, I had my complaints about Star Wars. 
Oh, but I felt no, like you, Dylan, you're, you're ready to go in all your against... opinions. I'm not comparing. I would never compare your opinions to mine in that regard. No, d- I'm a, oh, okay. never, it never seems like you extremes. hate anything, Dylan. But also, doesn't really seem like you love much of anything. You're very, no, Dylan, you're very Dylan, like, Dylan's equilibrium. You're, Dylan's the voice. Of, you're the you're the voice the of myth. reason in everything. Dylan, whatever any, I love no, Pokemon. Don't tell him that. Don't tell him <laughs> no, that. I was gonna say, don't give him that. I was gonna say unpredictable waffling. Is that a sex move? I don't understand. Yes. The thing, the, the, yes, the, the best thing is that, that, and, and it never changed, is that when Dylan, now he'll change his mind if he's convinced, but if he thinks that True Detective Season 2 is okay, he'll stand by his guns till he dies. <laughs> <laughs> those are two good qualities. So, Die in my grave with my guns. guns even when qualities. it's wrong. Second Amendment rights. It. That's the only two things I like. Yeah. The fact that he likes True Detective Season 2 and he stands by it. <laughs> Everything yeah. else is garbage. Well, I do. Going back to what you said, Dan, I think, um, my and I wanted to say this earlier about Pokemon Go. I think my kind of reverence, and I know we all have our attachment to Pokemon, but I think I just have this. It's the same thing with like because Mason talks about how like when I walked out of the Lego Movie, I was like kind of flipping out because I was so excited. It's the, kind of, oh, oh, okay. I w- no, no, no. Like when it was I done, thought, I was like, what? <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, no, no. It, was, it was sweet. It was cool. And it's. It's kind of the same thing with Pokemon because I just kind of have this nostalgic, like, pure relationship with it. And the way people talk about Pokemon Go reminds me of the way people talked about Pokemon when it first came out. Because I remember, like, you know, all the morning talk shows, you know, you got the Today Show or whatever, and they would do their Pokemon segment when we were kids and just talk about, oh, what's this new thing that the kids like? It's a Pokemon. And then they're interviewing a kid explaining, like, how you catch Pokemon in this fictitious universe. It's like, yeah, you just throw the Pokeball at the Charmander, it gets captured. Yeah. And this is and like then, and then people on. came out being like, this is the work of Satan because it talks about evolution. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I I don't think that the the complaints that I'm lobbying against Pokemon Go are similar to the complaints that people had with no. You know what no, I will say? That's I'm saying. So, okay. What I'm saying is that what it excites me that I see the same kind of fever pit. Fer, yeah, fervent yeah. reaction to Pokemon as I did well, back Well you know then. what I think is and interesting well, I was just going to say, being a little bit older than you guys, I was at an age where the when Pokemon came out, like I wanted to like it. I got the game and liked the game a lot. But then I was like, I'm too old for the show, you know, because I was like, what, 11 or something like that. Yeah. And, and it was one of those mm-hmm. things where I was like, this is stupid. Like, I, I can do cooler things, whatever. Um, Playing Pokemon Go yesterday really reminded me of how developed and and fun that universe is um and so it made me go and like go on to netflix and watch some of the show and i watched like seven episodes of pokemon yesterday because like (laughs) seriously (laughs) masturbating you watched seven episodes of pokemon did you watch the episode with brock's amazing pun i just started at the beginning and and because i never watched it really but i never did i I never liked it i have a lot of i've I've seen it but i never liked it and so this was this was me being like you know what this world is actually really a cool universe with a a cool premise let me go let me go check it out a little bit it's also been developed for a long time too right like i like it's got legs you know what i mean yeah the help yeah dan you need to uh watch the movie dude pokemon Yo, the first movie is some holy shit. shit i was it's obsessed like with that movie transformers the movie level of like the original childhood emotional engagement yeah mewtwo Bob, is one of the first characters i saw in a movie where i was like this guy 
he's got some plans. He's fucked, but he's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> this guy he's gets the first it. villain that like I was like, I don't agree with him, but I appreciate the effort he's putting into this. Well, like the first shot of him in that movie is like him leveling like a laboratory. Yeah. He's being tortured. Like there's some yeah. heavy shit in there. Oh my god, yeah. So let me let me and ask you guys this dope. though. How come uh, how come Meowth sounds like a Jew from Long Island? What's the deal with that? Because, because Pokemon is actually rife with stereotypes. Uh, <laughs> I know. It's, it's Japanese. Guy, so I, like, that I just watched the episode before the podcast this morning of the trainer who's like who like whips his Sandshrew and like beats his Pokemon. Yeah. And, and oh, of course yeah. he's got like a southern accent and you're like all right well that, <laughs> oh, that makes sense no. <laughs> come on yeah, yeah. pretty much Wah. no no um, <laughs> the the episode like and this is like true like you can ask anyone that watched pokemon the episode where ash has to beat brock and he takes pikachu and has to train pikachu with the water wheel with the water wheel yeah like that's oh that's that was hard fucked. to watch yeah have you seen that episode Dan? where he beats brock the first time to get the badge yeah, and no. he, he yes. takes. He, no, he has to. Oh, he, yeah. He has to or it's like, here, it. put these, put these clamps on your nipples, and I'm yeah. gonna like walk on the water wheel yeah. and like yeah. charge and then you. Charge you up. My dad was furiously <laughs> masturbating. <laughs> also, so, think about the record. I was part of a furiously gym. masturbating while watching Pokemon. <laughs> okay, that was pa- afterwards. Passively and with restraint. Okay, sure, fine. But Brock. <laughs> okay, these guys are all what? How old are they in the show? I think they're like twelve. They're like Ash 10. is ten. They're like ten, eleven. Ash is yeah. ten. Brock is like thirteen. Yeah. Brock is the horniest motherfucker <laughs> in the world. Like, and I loved it when I was growing up. I was like, this guy, yeah, Brock, he, yes. He gets it. Get yeah, Nurse Joy. Oh, my God. I had a huge crush on Nurse Joy, on the cops, Jenny. on Misty, on um. Well, that explains Jesse. your relationship with Tim. Explains what? His relationship with Tim. <laughs> Tim, oh, yeah. put on this Officer Jenny cosplay. blue wig. <laughs> Dude, whatever. Don't act like. Whatever, fuck you guys. I'm all about that. Don't act like all about don't that. act like you don't want to see Tim in a blue wig. I do. <laughs> I would kill to see Tim. Dude, in a Tim blue and I wig. could be Team Rocket. That'd be dope. I'll be Jesse. Couples costume. Got longer legs. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> yeah, show you midriff. He can be Meowth. That's true. He's uh, he's obsessed with Pokemon Go. It's troubling. It's good. <laughs> I love your tone it's, of voice when saying that. Troubling. It's like you're staring off into a horrible future where something <laughs> where terrible is happening. I'm staring off into the future <laughs> where I look outside and there's these fucking drones looking at their phone, swiping up. Finding dead bodies. <laughs> All off quick. Making dead it's like bodies. like an episode of Law & Order SVU. <laughs> Dude, that will be dope though. The Law and Order Pokemon Go episode. Yeah. That? This it's ice tea. And then pick this person up, and they're playing Pokemon Go. And Ice T is like, I don't understand. Ice T goes, Pokemon. I don't understand Pokemon Go. You're Explain tell- this to me. You're telling me that he wants to pick up kids that were playing Pokemon Go? Yes, Ice T. Working like, special victims. I played Pokemon <laughs> Everyone Go we once. Meet is like this. Once. That's a John Mulaney joke. That's a good stand-up. Look, it is, like, it is. these kids... I like John Mulaney. These kids... He's awesome. ...are Pokemon gone. Yeah! <laughs> That's CSI, first of all. Yeah. Wrong show, whatever. Fine. That's okay. So, I'll allow I want to, like, build on this Pokemon Go craze and teach child children about safe sex and about, like, proper condom usage, and we'll call it Pokemon Come. 
<laughs> you need a Suda Widow. You need to wait till Suda Widow comes out. We, you gotta wait for Gen Two. Podcast has to end. We have to end the podcast. There's no. So Dylan, I don't mean I just ending I, today. I, I think I know what you're titling this forever. podcast. Uh, <laughs> Dan already got kinder, kindergarten. I mean, we could. Uh, we haven't really made kindergarten yet. We could sort of combine them. Oh yeah, location based. Yeah. A kid find well, <laughs> no, no. would be location based. Location based kid finder. No, no. Well, you just you just swipe up on the screen with a white van and a lollipop. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to associate with you guys anymore. Y'all are. Y'all are. No, I don't like y'all. Are, y'all. Uh, just take a oh look. It's in a book. A reading rainbow. Reading There's rainbow. No southern accents in Pittsburgh. Reading rainbow. <laughs> I think I've talked about this before. Yeah. Yeah, I think you said that. None. Weird. Why would there be southern accents yeah. in the north? Yeah. Because we're south. Pittsburgh is not the uh, south. North Pittsburgh south. is not the south. I'm aware. <laughs> Pittsburgh rise again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys got anything going on this week? Anything exciting? Anything new coming out? Um, no. Nope. All right, I'm wrapping this puppy up. Um, Woof. The your homework, Alex, is to play some Kentucky Route Zero this week. Dylan, your homework is to oh, I will say, sorry. I'm really excited for Pokemon Sun and Moon just because of the amount of Pokemon I've been hearing about. In like just the popular, you know, the stuff. So I think Sun and Moon's gonna be dope. Don't have to wear a trench coat when you go to the GameStop to get your Pokemon Sun and Moon pre-ordered this time. That's true. Just be like, give me this shit. I remember when I when I went and bought Alpha Ruby. I'm like, I want. uh, Can I get the Pokemon? There's like a mom next to me, and I'm like looking at her kid. I'm like, you like Pokemon too? He's like, yeah. This kid gets it. Me too. Get out of here, mom. I'm um, taking him. He's my Poke fans only. <laughs> We're trading. Anyways, um, <laughs> I trade you nothing for your kid. <laughs> you can see all the dope war stuff at war-games.com. Wait, what's Dylan's homework? Oh fuck. Um, to play the to sing the Pokemon theme song. No, I want to be the, the very, very best. best. No, no one, one ever was. The catch is my real chest. To train them is my cause. Gotta catch them. So true. Courage up all eyes through Pokemon. Oh, you're my best friend. I can keep going. It's the way we must defend. What's Dylan's homework? <laughs> I want to know. Um, uh, sorry. Someone emailed me asking about using a quad. So, Dylan. I don't know. Dylan, play a video game. God damn it. Dan, play a video Pokemon game. Go. God damn it. No, no. It can't be Pokemon Go. Play something I get the level 20. Oh! Okay. I did. I got down well. I haven't played it yet. We can talk about that next I, week. What's down, I'm down well, too? It's a roguelike falling down game. You shoot oh, with, yeah, the, with the gun boots. Yeah, gun boots. Man, yep. I like the sounds in that game, though. It sounds good. Is it crunchy? It is real crunchy. Dan, you got any games you're going to play this week? Commit. Damn it. Yeah. 
What are you going to play? <laughs> Pokemon <laughs> Go. Fuck this. Right. Yes! Goodbye, Alex. Goodbye, Dan. Goodbye, I will play, Goodbye, I will play something else. In a world we must defend. Ever Pokemon! At war-games.com. Um, you can find Alex at alexrice.net. You can find Dan Cotting at dancotting.com. You can find Dylan at dylanovento.com. Right? Right, and you can find all the award stuff at ward-games. Um, Dot um. Dylan's going to put up some, some some blog about how he did pathfinding. Uh, damn, on the spot. <laughs> wow. I'm just I can do that. No, that you should be post hard. at least a gif of it or something. Okay. Show people. Show people what you're working on. Uh, people want to know. I need uh, to know. We out. I'm ending my recording. All right. In a world we must defend